Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to the newest episode of Fans About Films. As always, speaking to you is Lasse Vogt, creator and host of this originally German podcast. What can you do? There seem to be a lot of English-speaking people who want to talk to me. I am really sorry about this, but also I'm not sorry because, hey, it's my podcast and it's great to... Um, have it in uh, both languages. What can you do? And I have a new, a very special guest. Uh, uh, again, one I uh, found on Twitter because I found his stuff very interesting. So please introduce yourself. Hey, what's up? Uh, my name is Aaron Hill. I'm a uh, filmmaker from Southern California, uh, currently living in LA. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a YouTuber primarily. That's kind of how I came up in, into uh, film. Um, doing action sports videos and stuff like that online, and um, now I'm currently in uh, film school in Los Angeles. Oh, that, that's that's amazing. What what kind of stuff do you exactly do? Um, so I came up on YouTube basically through um, filming uh, freestyle scootering videos. So you know, like the uh, the razor scooters that you might have had when you were a kid. Um, at least uh, in America, those were very popular. But I know you guys have them in Germany. It's like, you know, just push scooters. Um, so it's kind of like that, but on steroids. So, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's like extreme sports kind of stuff. Um, and uh, I, I, live really, I live really close in uh, my home in San Diego to a local skate park that had a lot of really good riders. So just by going there a lot, uh, I used to film my friends on my iPhone. And then I got an actual camera, and then I got a better one, uh, my first DSLR, and then uh, basically just filmed little videos and put them on YouTube. And just as I got better with that, I was able to start working with better companies um, and keep getting better equipment. Um, and then finally, you know, I've over the years, I've worked with a bunch of different scootering companies and then also worked on some personal projects, and that's probably my one... My one big video on YouTube has 10 million views, and that was a Spider-Man parkour video. So that was my biggest like passion project, I guess, that people may have seen. Um, but other than that, beyond just doing YouTube stuff, I've been um, just going to film school for the past few years. And then uh, I studied abroad last semester in Germany, which is where I imagine I came on your radar. Um, and then now I'm back in L.A. and doing the film thing still. Wow, awesome. That sounds impressive. I, I got to see that video. 10 million views? Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was a uh, it was a lot of work into that for sure. I was I tried my hardest to have it go viral. because um, you know, through filming scootering, I had so many friends that had a big following on Instagram. So I pretty much called in every favor that I could have ever asked for. Wow. Um, for all these people to share it and uh, for the first month It only had seventy-five thousand views. Um, only seventy-five. That's that's that, yeah. Those are numbers I can just dream about. <laughs> yeah, only, only for sure. It was still cool at the time, but I was like, I wanted, I was hoping it would get a little more, and then one day, it just shot up like thirty thousand out of nowhere, and then the next day after that, it got a hundred thousand in a single day, oh. and that's when I knew it was just going to keep going, and I still don't know why that happened. Um, But, Because it yeah. said Spider-Man in the title, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different era of YouTube, for sure, where it was like, um, you could have those like parkour projects and the superhero and that kind of stuff was still trending a little bit. Um, it's interesting. It was definitely still very topical at the time. Um, 
so yeah it was just a perfect storm i guess but um yeah it's a fun project oh i i i can imagine wow that's that's really quite impressive i have to say um yeah i i'm, I'm i mostly did like a, like a short films in the classic way you know with uh With, uh, with script and actors and all that stuff you know that's, yeah. that's, that's how I got started and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm finished with my um, with, with my uh, film class uh, since a few years and uh, it's it's yeah it, 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 it was a fun time and I learned so much because uh, first and foremost I was just a fan as, as, as we all are pretty much you know just watching movies and having fun analyzing it and also doing my own little videos about it and then yeah, yeah when I got to film school I already knew a lot But not, uh, but yeah, they they uh, take that seriously because they had like fans as teachers, you know. They they knew their stuff and they they were uh, aware of the fact that they uh, taught some um, also some fans and some people who wanted to do this professionally. And uh, it it was a fun time. You learned so much. It's not just like watching Citizen Kane or something like that. You know, you watch one one of the first things they showed us was like the f uh, final scene of Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> That's funny that you said that because I think everyone was that. That was a Monday. I watched Citizen Kane in one of my classes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you study film, you have to. That's just a given. Of course. Yeah. It was better this time around. It's still kind of hard for me to get into that, the older the older movies thing, you know? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm into film, of course. Um, I'm a film student, but I'm... I'm not as much of like a like a film purist, I guess. I'm not as much of a like obsessive over um, the old style or anything like that, you know. And I, I guess that's, you know, like for example, some of my friends are like very into like they want to shoot on film, uh, that kind of thing. Oh, um, I, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of people at the film school where I go that are very much like they're they love movies like Citizen Kane. Um, they want to shoot on film as much as they can, that kind of thing. Um, and I've just never really been that because I, I guess just because I came up, um, so much like in a new, a new realm, you know, um, like I was doing YouTube stuff when I was like 12 and 13. I was already into that when I was so young that it's just like, I'm so accustomed to it now, I just don't see as much of a value for myself to step backwards too far. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I am going forward with, like, using loving digital technology and stuff like that. Um, and that is one of the interesting things about film school, though, is that you get those different opinions from the people that are into that, um, are into that kind of thing, you know? Oh, yeah. It's uh, it is, uh, one one of the things I had, one of the things I had to deal with um, was that uh, most most of the other students were taking uh, some of that stuff very seriously, and uh, that also um, uh, uh, their movies were the same. You know, when we had like, and now you have to you have to do like your um, your, your pre diploma film, and now your 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 real movie and all that stuff. And we had uh, to finance all of that. By ourselves, and uh, they yeah. mostly 
they mostly made like serious like dramas. I had one friend who had fun with like a, a brutal exploitation stuff, but it was also something you know that was uh, for, for the most part like like you know brutal, serious, and all all of that. And I was pretty much the only one who just wanted to make an entertaining film. And uh, so yeah. I, I uh, whenever you know uh, there were the screenings when they showed all the movies at once, you know, with uh, with a jury and everything. Uh, my movies always stuck out because uh, it, it was like always like some pseudo like uh, war drama or any anything like that and uh, m my stuff was always like kind of like light light-hearted quirky comedy <laughs> yeah now that's funny that that's funny you say that i'm i'm honestly the same way um like my kind of outlook on how i like my films to be personally is that um i want them to be an escape one way or another. Mm. Um, so, like, this last semester when I studied abroad in Germany, everybody did documentaries, and we had a lot of good documentaries that were serious and um, about topical issues like uh, economic crisis um, and, uh, you know, the the refugee crisis, as I'm sure you're aware of, um, oh, yeah. are big things in Germany right now. But I did my film on... Um, I did my film on uh, on ghost hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so I was the one guy that kind of stuck out for sure. But it it was just like I want I want it to be that whatever I create is something that when somebody starts watching it, they're sucked into that world, and however long it is five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever that they're fully engrossed in that rather than like trying to analyze or relate it to what they're seeing. Or what they're, what's going on in their actual life. Because that's what I like when I go to movies. You know, I like to step into the theater and completely forget about every single thing that's happening outside of the theater. I want to forget that the real world exists when I'm in the movie theater. Um, so I want to make movies that are like that, too. Um, so that's always been important, man. I'm sure you'll see that that's kind of how... Uh, you'll notice that in the pics that I have for my favorites of 2017 and what I'm looking forward to in 2018. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Um, cool, yes, you want to you wanna get into it? Oh that's, yeah, uh, of, of course. Favorite films of 2017? Yeah, yeah, um, that's, that's going to be uh, our topic today. First we will talk about um, our uh, favorite movies of 2017, uh, dear listeners, and then we will uh, talk a little, about, uh, a little bit about um, stuff that's uh, coming out in 2018. We are looking forward to the most for whatever reason. So, uh, yeah, why don't you give us uh, one of your favorites um, of, this year, of 2017? Okay, yeah, I got, I got three favorites picked out. I'll start with, uh, let's see which one I want to drop first. I'll drop a I'll drop an obvious one I think first. Um, Baby Driver. Oh yeah. Definitely top three for me. Um, really such a such an original film, such an interesting um, world that's developed. Um, I really it was just such a fun movie the whole way through for me. Yeah, um, Edgar Wright was one of the reasons I wanted to study film actually. His style. Really? Yeah, I want my my, um, my 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 final uh, short film I did for uh, for for class actually was uh, stylistically uh, in in some uh, aspects kind of an homage, you know, uh, trying out some of the editing uh, uh, tricks uh, he does. So I um, 
I, I had quite a lot of fun with that. And um, it's he is he's one of my big idols because he's just um, he he's one of the best uh, visual uh, com comedy directors uh, who is out there. And just the concept of Baby Driver, you know, without the soundtrack, the movie wouldn't exist. And it's it's amazing what he can do, but just with you know with editing and sound and uh, i'm really happy that it got a couple of nominations in, in those departments because i was watching that movie like if this isn't nominated for best editing i'm i am uh, going to riot yes yeah for sure and it's um it's uh the 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 music part of it is is also super big for me because um <clears throat> You know, like the the videos and stuff that I always do, the number one thing for me is that I always spend a super long amount of time picking the song because I think that, that the uh, the music can drive the story in so many ways, especially with the videos that I used to do um, that, you know, they weren't like a typical narrative. So really the music was driving it. And it was cool to read about how, uh, you know, they developed these like very small skin-colored earbuds that they could put in... Uh, Put in the actors and they kind of had to frame them around the scene so that the actors could have uh, the music in uh, in their ear so that they could do on-screen actions to match the beat of the song that was going to be synced up with later. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's so crazy to me that like he was he was so out in advance with this uh, or so so out um, so planned out for this movie where he uh he he already had all the songs picked that that you know it's just normally something that you do in editing but it just shows how much effort uh, goes into this you know i mean i'm sure you already know that it was like 20 years in the making since he started writing this thing oh yeah um and it's just like it's it's very it definitely gives you hope and it's yeah like you said i'm very glad that it did well because um you know, it's definitely a bummer. It would definitely have been a bummer if he would have put in all this work and it wouldn't have done as well as it did. But um, I think it's definitely getting the recognition that it deserves for sure. Yeah, I'm really glad about that as well. Um, it, I, I, I went there with a with a friend and and we did uh, as usual our review in the car, and and we both loved it. It was uh, and I, I was looking forward to it. I mean, it's. It, it, it's a great concept and it's it's, it's just all around a, a really good movie I can't wait to show it to some more people who haven't seen it yet and um, yeah. I was watching you know the making of and just all the amount of work that uh, was put into it and that's something you know uh, some some of these directors are doing uh, in a creative way James Gunn does it the same way he writes the songs in the scripts of his Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and he also yeah. plays it uh, quite a bit on set also the original score is is pretty yeah. much like uh, mocked up before uh, before we start shooting. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 pretty cool that uh, some directors just have that talent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, creative guy. The thing for me, the only thing that has me wary is that um, I don't know if you read the articles about like the uh, the sequel the sequel concepts. That they're uh, basically, I forget who funded it. I think Sony. Yes, Sony. Sony's like already pushing Edgar for uh, the sequels, um, which I just don't know where they're gonna go with that. I would much rather have this just be 
be by itself. Um, but then the worst part is that they said, uh, he said he's not even sure he's directing it. He said he'll probably write it. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Hopefully, I think that this could potentially be a good lesson because I think this movie did really good for the first one, but I don't think it's necessarily going to draw a huge crowd for a sequel automatically. You know, if, if it seems like it'll have a good story, then it could potentially, but um, I think the big shakeup that needs to happen in Hollywood, and I think we'll get there, is that, you know, we really just need to teach studios that it's time to stop just spitting out a sequel for everything because it's the easiest thing to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course, but uh, it's... It's quite tiring. Um, they, and I mean, of course, you know, when they get money, they, uh, they that's just how studios roll. They just automatically, oh, then we have to make a sequel. And like, no, yeah. because that's why why I was skeptical when we announced a sequel to um, Edge of Tomorrow, where I was like, man, yeah. this, this movie was a great standalone thing. And I mean, okay, a, a sequel of this could work, you know. And I'm I'm seeing like, but there's also like the the, the problem with, I mean, you. Uh, have you seen that new that Pacific Rim Uprising trailer where it just looks like uh, <coughs> what is it? It looks like Power Rangers, and I'm I, I'm very worried about that. Yeah, I um I I haven't watched it yet, but I actually did. I just saw that the trailer dropped like like three hours ago, right? Uh, no, no, yeah. no. I I, I think it's the newest trailer. I mean, there's one trailer that's that's been out for a while. I watched that in the cinema in front of. The Last Jedi for the first time because I uh, didn't want to watch it online and I was like, oh man, this is just this is just unfortunate. You know, when you have a great visual director with with great ideas like Guillermo del Toro, and then they just you know uh, like oh more money, and then they do a sequel that will you know it that won't be as good as the first one because you don't have a visionary guy like him helming it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting problem with Hollywood. I think that it's very exclusive to it right now. That kind of affected my my second pick, though. Um, did you want to Did you want to throw in one of your favorite films, or do you just want me to hit hit the next one on my list or not? Oh yeah, let's do it like a, a little a change up, you know. Um, yeah, I wanted because I also wanted to say Baby Driver, but since it was uh, your pick, um, I have I have plenty of others, uh, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of my favorites was, um, and there, there were quite a few, but I also will keep it uh, to uh, free. Um, uh, but one of my favorites was um, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, um, okay. which, which is, uh, in my opinion, the strongest of the three, and just shows how seriously you can take this kind of concept. And, um, and and just push it to a whole new level in terms of drama, characters, and of course, you know, visuals, where the visuals actually complement the story, and the story is not about the effects. It's just, you know, if, if those kinds of effects you don't notice, because they are just so well integrated. Uh, Andy Serkis deserves his Oscar, like, since, uh, for years now, and... Uh, yeah. He is um, he's a force of nature in, in, in that thing, literally. And all the other acting is just great. And it was just all around uh, a really, really um, good movie with a wrong title, you know, because the trailers and the titles sold it as like this this war movie. And it, it's not, you know, it's 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 not like uh, it, it doesn't have a lot of like big battles and action in it. It's 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 something that's much more um, personal and I liked that it's uh, it, it was uh, it was all around 
a, a very very good movie that uh, the, where I had like the feeling in the cinema wow this is what movies are made for you know this is what the cinema is made for this type of film gotcha yeah no I, I agree with a lot of what you said um I actually haven't seen the full movie I've seen I saw a couple clips of it um but uh yeah it did seem interesting it did seem like they kind of took a different direction and uh I can totally agree with you on Andy Circus. uh deserving something for it we'll see if that happens it's very hard for i don't know why but it's very hard for people to to like see that see uh the screen capture actors in the same way i guess but um yeah i mean it but like for us like life work in, in a way you know because he kind of helped um uh, developing this this type of animation you know with his performance yeah. And Lord, eh, just fitting because I watched the two towers today, you know. So it's like, hey, this is where it kind of all started, and um, it's yeah, he 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 deserves some kind of a special award um, uh, for this, and um, yeah, I I I hope I hope he 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 gets he gets some because it's 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 all around. Uh, he he is an he is an amazing guy, and I can't wait for some of the other projects he will do in the future. Yeah. No, I think I think for sure that he'll get like a lifetime achievement or something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, he comes to mind, uh, and uh, I, I always forget how to pronounce her last name. Lupita, um, I think Nyong'o, who yeah. was uh, she was Maz in in Last Jedi and Force Awakens. Um, like you can really tell that they're doing a good job when you can like really feel the facial expression of the of a motion capture character and you can feel the emotion through them when it's not even them doing it you know oh yeah uh, very impressive yeah you should uh, you should really watch uh, uh war for a planet of the apes it's it's a it's a great uh, it's a great sit but it's 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 it, like i said it might not be the movie you um you you might expect from some some of the stuff you you heard about it yeah yeah i think trailers are getting um a little less and less accurate at least in terms of blockbusters uh every year yeah and like, sometimes they get too accurate you know like you know showing all the uh, best things uh, in it and so i i'm really glad that uh, in, in Star Wars, they are very, very smart and careful with their marketing because I didn't know uh, with Force Awakens. I mean, and, what, and that was also because J.J. Abrams is just a, a master when it comes to uh, marketing stuff. Um, because I didn't know anything about the plot going into it, and yeah. so I, I was able to enjoy it a, a whole lot more. And it's kind of the same thing with the Last Jedi. You know, I didn't know where the story was going to take me because they were very careful with the marketing, not showing all the big money shots, you know, giving you a quick idea, you know, who is in it and kind of what happens. But it's, um, I I'm glad that Star Wars does this. Um, and, uh, but, but I wished more people would, would do it this way because in a lot of movies, you just see all, all the stuff that happens, you know, also in the new Pacific Rim trailer, uh, or in the, in the, um, in the one I saw, you know, giving, giving away like the, one of those big money shots where like, what yeah. the monsters can do and it's 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 just man you know i i am going into the movie because i want to see the movie and when i already saw the movie it's just that that's a very very um 
difficult experience. It's it's just frustrating. Yeah, and um, that I'm gonna use that to lead into my second pick because my second pick was greatly influenced by the fact that I started watching the trailer for the first time, watched 30 seconds of it, and knew that I wanted to see it and turned it off immediately. <laughs> uh, and that's for um, Brigsby Bear. I don't know. Have you heard of it? I, it? I I have I have heard of it. I, I didn't see it because I think that's a movie quite uh, difficult to market in Germany. Maybe it will come out here on on Netflix or DVD. And I'm I I I want to watch it, but I also don't know what it's about. And I think that's the best way um, watching it. I, I you know I I vaguely know what the movie is about, but not in detail. But I. I've yeah. heard I have I've I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, it was. Um, I'll try not to spoil too much for you or any of the listeners, but it's. Uh, yeah, it's a very very good film. Um, definitely, I immediately put it in my top three after watching it. It's just it's such a it's so not even close to what you'd expect going into it because I I heard about it through. Um, Mark Hamill posting about it on Instagram, uh, ah. who's obviously plays Luke Skywalker. Any of the listeners don't know. Um, <laughs> Mark Hamill posts about it on Instagram, and he because he's in the movie, and he just posted like a big gushing post about how how happy he was to have been able to um, be a part of this film, even for a small amount. And um, and I was immediately like. Okay, that's interesting. And then when I looked up more about it, it the main star is um, is uh, Kyle Mooney, who is um, he used to be on SNL, um, and then uh, he he wrote for them first, and then appeared in some skits as well. And he used to he actually used to do a lot of YouTube videos in the infancy of YouTube, huh. uh, and he's uh, he's freaking hilarious. So I was like, oh, I got to see that, and it it. There's, like, from the trailer, I rewatched the trailer after I saw it, and I remembered where I turned it off in the original one, and luckily, I turned it off right before, like, the twist is basically revealed in the trailer, because, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, stuff happens early in the movie, and, and the trailer can't, it has to show something you know, mm. but I was so glad that I had turned it off because it was, it made the movie so interesting. Um, and it was, it was just, it was the most like wholesome film of the year. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's like so wholesome that it's like you leave the movie theater, you just feel good. It, it was, it was very interesting. Um, you know, whereas, you know, when I talk about something like like Baby Driver, you know, you leave the... I remember I left that movie theater and I just wanted to drive my car as fast as possible. <laughs> and you just feel, like, amped up. But, like, Briggsby Bear, I left the theater and I just, like... You just feel, like, warm. It's very it's very interesting. Um, yeah, so that's... I got that on my top three for sure. Oh, that, that sounds great. I, I can't wait to watch it. And, and thanks for warning me about the trailer so, so I, yeah. I don't make the mistake uh, watching it. Yeah, that that sounds pretty good. But I will challenge you about what is the most wholesome movie of the year two thousand seventeen, uh, uh, because of my next pick. 
and that's Pennington too. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he said wholesome, I figured that one was coming up. <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't seen it. So convince me why this movie is has one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. One of the like five movies to do it. Um. Well, uh, that's quite easy because um, I watched the first movie in kind of a cynical time of my life. Uh -huh. And I just gave it kind of like an okay review because because I was also scared of, away by the trailers because the, the trailers just showed you know slapstick, and I was very worried about that, uh, because I knew Pennington Bear from like a, a cartoon show I, I I watched as a kid like a few times, but I wasn't that familiar with the character. And then I watched the movie and I was kind of like, well, this is you know kind of like a run of the mill kids movie, but it's at least like you know well done in a way. And yeah. but I had to watch it a few days later a second time with my little brother on kind of like on Christmas Day. And uh, when when I watched it the second time, I was like, you know, this movie is is, is a little better. And now now um, I watched it three times now, and I'm like, you know, the, the first one is it's not a perfect film, but it, you know it's a nice it's a nice film. It's a nice and very likable movie. The second one. As 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 soon as I was on, I, I was like, "Wow, this is this is one of the best sequels I've ever seen." You know, it's it 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 like blows the first one out of the water, kind of. It's it's really? uh, yeah, it's it's really it's so much. I mean, the first one is already good, but it's amazing how much better the second one even is, and it's so incredibly likable and just all around. Uh, just all around, and it's uh, the 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 most important point. It's really damn funny. Like it's 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 actually such a funny movie, and it has great jokes also for adults. I I I laughed so I laughed out loud several times, and it's that's also because of the casting. They have a few um, kind of kind of surprising um, uh, stars in this, and uh, uh, especially two of them is. Steal the movie, you know they, they completely steal the movie. Like one of them is uh, obviously um, Hugh Grant, and, and the other one is uh, Brandon Gleeson. They are, they have the time of their lives, and it's just and and the, the whole movie it, it has this it was what I wasn't expecting. It's like an homage to um, to Wes Anderson and Buster Keaton in some points. Uh, okay. Which was really great, you know. Especially uh, there's um, a finale sequence uh, that, that that reminds you a lot of a certain uh, Buster Keaton stuff. And uh, there are uh, several um, gr great visual ideas that remind you of uh, Wes Anderson, especially uh, the stuff that that happens in the prison. It's it's all around. I, I hope I can convince you. It is an an awesome movie. It's it's really a a fantastic little film that doesn't pander to kids. You know, this is it, it's so great to see a kids movie that's not stupid and it, that's not you know like I mean they have an animated bear, but they don't go the extra step and making it in 3D or something. It's just you know, hey, we as a movie, we are good enough. We know that people will see it. We don't need this extra money or, or something like that. It's just I have great yeah. respect for those filmmakers. And it's it's all around just uh, one of the most likable movies I have seen in forever. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely not the first person who's uh, who's uh, talked to me about it like that. So um, I, it's definitely going to be something I'll need to check out for sure. <laughs>
Yeah, but I mean, I was kind of surprised by like the 100%, but I was like, who in the right mind would give this a bad review, you know? Because it's just, it, it's just, it has something for everyone and and it's so likable. Who, who would, who would dare, you know? I mean, you can, I mean, you can criticize something about it, I'm sure, but it's not like, you know, overall, you know, like, oh, this thing, you know, ruins the movie or something. It's just, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a wonderful film. I can't wait to show it to my little brother. He didn't uh, uh, come with me in the second one. He didn't have time. And he wasn't that big of a fan of the first one. But, but I was like, wow, the second one is so much better. You will love it too. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so we've had the last two. We haven't, we haven't really aligned on that. Neither of us have seen our last picks. I'm hoping, 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 hoping that you've seen my third pick for favorite of 2017. Well, let's uh, see. Which is uh, Get Out. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yes. Such a, another, like, just amazing film. And it really does something that is so important to me in films of that nature where... You know, like I talked about how it's very important to me that a film is a, um, how a film is, you know, it really, it brings you into the story and it completely immerses you in whatever the world is. And Get Out does that in a great way. And, but it also tackles social issues, you know, and the fact that dealing with racism in America, which is still a big problem for us right now. And very seldom, in my opinion, do you have movies that tackle big social issues like that, but are still extremely enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Uh, which is why it's just such a, it does such a great job at that for me. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, it was just such a fun, it's just another one that was very fun to watch and fun to be in the theater for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was in a, um, I was in the theater for, uh, here in LA and it was a, it was definitely a predominantly African American audience and it was, it was a very active audience, that's for sure. Ah, like I get you. Yeah. Everybody in the crowd was cheering and all like the big moments toward the end of the film and um, and like gasping at the at the more tense moments, that kind of thing. Um, so that was that was a movie that was fun to be in the crowd for. But um, you know, even rewatching it on DVD afterwards, um, it just stands up as such a as one of the most one of the best like original films. Um, and you know it doesn't it doesn't it's not original in every single thing that it does but it it you know it adds to the horror and thriller genre with unique things and tackles social issues at the same time in just such a good way yeah absolutely when i uh, uh came out of the theater I, I, I felt weird, you know, I, I was like, wow, this is something you don't see every day, you know, I, I actually caught myself looking, looking around kind of, kind of like, uh, uh, wincing, you know, I'm like, ah, you know, because it, it's, uh, the movie made me feel, uh, very uneasy, uh, in, in a good way. And it's, uh, but it was also something when I, when I got behind what the concept was, 
I was like, it's it's weird to me that nobody has ever done this before, especially like in the big exploitation era back in the day, um, because because it fits yeah. in, in in that time period uh, uh, in, in quite some uh, uh, aspects, and it also uh, maybe what what helped was because I wasn't familiar at all with the work of Jordan Peele beforehand. I just knew he was a comedy guy, but I hadn't seen a single episode of like Key and Peele or anything. Okay, so I. So so I I came into it uh, totally blind, but I was and I was like, this is a comedy guy and he makes this movie, you know? It's just I was like, wow, it's, it's like he he made movies like this since the day he was born. It it was such a great directing job, you know. It was so um, it, it it was incredibly steady, and he um, and I, I I enjoyed the story and and the actors and 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 a lot. It was. Um, It, it was a great fun, and actually, some of uh, my uh, some friends of mine recommended it to me because they, they were like, "Have you?" Because they they know that I'm I'm a critic and all that stuff, and they were like, "Have you seen this movie?" And I'm like, "No, but I wanted to see it." And they were like, "Oh, it's so good!" And so I was like, "All right," so I I definitely have to see it now, and it was um, I can see why it's uh, uh, your top pick. You know, it's 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 a great film. I I enjoyed it a lot, and after that, you know, I. I uh, watch like episodes of Key and Peele, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy is a genius. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it, but it literally was, I think, uh, had that effect on a lot of people in terms of um, taking them by surprise because you know you can see some elements, some elements of Jordan Peele's previous work in it, but it really is something that just stands on its own and. That's another one I'm really glad got um, so noticed at the Oscars. I mean, I don't know if you've read all the nominations, but yeah. they got the original screenplay nom, best best actor nom for Daniel Kaluuya, um, and best picture nom. So it's, it's definitely getting recognized, and that's so impressive for him as that for Jordan Peele as that being his like I think first solely directed film. Yeah, but it's so weird, you know. That Jason Blum is now an Oscar-nominated producer. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's so <laughs> weird because it's like you know it. He's this uh, he's this guy who produces all of these horror movies, and I'm like, it's weird seeing a name like that in in, in this list. It's it's but it's you know that also shows some kind of progress, you know, some kind of change. Where we're like, you know, we don't care who made the movie or you know what what they did uh, uh, beforehand or anything like that. It's just you know they just recognize it as a, as a great movie and with, uh, which yeah which en encourages me for uh, for some stuff in the future. I mean it's it's also great that Baby Driver got some recognition here and there and it's yeah, yeah. it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm sure it uh, uh, we will see stuff like this happen um, uh, in, in in the future as well with with certain um, films that it uh, how it blew up you know how just how successful it also was just you know actually. Now a lot of these Oscar movies people have actually seen, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Like looking through the list, um, <clears throat> there's so many, um, so many films on there that it's like very accessible. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, it's I uh, I can totally see why why you picked it. I I enjoyed it a lot too, and uh, and a lot of people have seen it. And it's yeah, it was I I can't wait to watch it again with someone who hasn't 
uh, seen it yet. It it it, it will surely be um, a good time, you know, when we don't expect uh, what's gonna happen. Yeah. All right. Should we uh, transition into ah my twenty uh, eighteen? Kind of like my number one pick is uh, is, is missing still. Um, oh yeah. Uh, be- what, what do you have? Well, because it's it's kind of difficult because um, I actually decided this year not doing like some kind of top ten list for best or worst because I had I didn't see enough bad movies for a top ten. Thank God. Um, uh-huh. But I, but I saw some that were. Uh, great candidates for it, you know, stuff like uh, Fifty Shades Darker or King Arthur, Legend of a Sword. But um, I, I just, uh, I, I find it very difficult now to uh, put movies in like number three, number two, I figured out. It's because it's it's kind of unfair in a, in a lot of ways. It's it, it's pretty it's pretty difficult. And so, but uh, if if I had to pick like, I mean, like one of my big favorites, it would be Pixar's Coco. Okay. Um, I... This that was like what Pixar does best, but uh, doing it in an original and visually just incredibly rich way. I swear to God, like they invented new colors for this movie. It was, uh, it was uh, great seeing that. I, I went to see it with my little brother, and we, uh, we both, uh, we both came out of it, and our our eyes were glowing and also a little um, wet because it's it's a Disney uh, it's a Disney Pixar film and. They they do it all the time, you know, just hitting us in the uh, right in the heart, and that one is no exception. I uh, the, the music was great, the visuals, the story, the concept, you know, just seeing this kind of culture coming to life in this kind of way um, was really something I I was looking forward to, um, and it's uh, it it was all around a very entertaining and very heartfelt experience. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that um, Disney animators just have mastered in the past couple of years. I mean, with Coco and Moana, I think is very similar in terms of just being like so visually stunning. Oh yeah, it's just like it just like blows your mind when you get into it, and then it just totally sucks you into whatever the story is that follows. Yeah, it's uh, it was. It was great. Have you seen the movie? I haven't seen Coco. Ah, um, too bad. That was that was something that I uh, I planned to see um, when I got back with one of my friends, and uh, it just fell through. I didn't get to see it, but um, I think uh, I'm definitely adding it on to um, number one on my list of uh, movies that I need to see right now. Yeah. Um, just because you know, it sounds like. How you're describing it, it seems similar to how I viewed Moana, which was just like the number one thing that really just brought me in was that that idea of like, dude, did they invent new colors for this? That was <laughs> the perfect way to explain it, I think. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I definitely, sh- I definitely sh- want to check it out. Oh yeah, yeah, you you should. You should. Uh, it's it's uh it's it's a it's a great one. It's it's one of uh, Pixar's best in a long time, and uh, it it's it's definitely one of their best period. But um, I I don't want it overhype it too much. But I I I'm I'm I my guess is you will you will enjoy it quite a lot as well. So um yeah that that went uh, very smoothly. So let's transition into some of the movies uh, we are looking forward to that are coming out this year. Why don't you start with one? 
Okay. Yeah, I'll put a... Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot that I'm like, like, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. But uh, um, there are a few that I, I think I will see. But the number one one that I'm like super excited for is um, Annihilation. Ah, oh, that uh, one, yeah. Um, yeah, do you, do you know that one? Have you heard of it? I, I have heard of it, you know, in, in the way that uh, one of the producers was afraid that it's too smart for regular audiences and that was uh, at the same time encouraging but also like, are you kidding me, man? We want smart sci-fi. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I understand what he's saying, you know, with, in terms of like, you know, some movies that are just, they're just not accessible to mass audiences, um, you know, which is a bummer, but I mean, it's just, that's just how, how it goes sometimes with films. But, um, no, I mean, as soon as, as soon as, uh, as soon as I heard about this, I watched like 30 seconds of the trailer and then turned it off. It was literally the same as Briggs Bear. I was like, all right, you already sold me. I mean, it's got, it's directed by Alex Garland who did, uh, Ex Machina, which was so, which was really good. I loved that film. So that alone already sold me. And it also, and he's working with Oscar Isaac again. Um, and then Natalie Portman's looking good in the trailer. Um, she seems like she's, you know, she's not like she definitely wasn't the selling point for me. She's not like my favorite actress, but um, I know that I think that with with the right director, she can turn a really good performance for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, so I think all the elements combined and then just the, the short amount I did see from the trailer um, is very like very interesting take on sci-fi so um, and I, I don't know I don't know much about the book that it's based on I don't um, either so that's definitely the number one one that I'm like I think is going to be a like a full experience that I'll walk into, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. But the one thing I'm worried about is that because one of the producers actually um, compared it to a Stalker, that, uh, or that a classic Russian experimental sci-fi film, I, I was forced to watch it uh, with a friend, and that movie mm -hmm. bored me to tears, and I didn't get I didn't get into that one at all. So I'm like, you know, as seeing one of the producers uh, comparing that with it, I was like, oh no, please let it be better than Starker. <laughs> yeah, I I I imagine that they'll they'll get beyond that, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm de yeah, I'm definitely not at the point where I'm like. Um, where I'm like hyping it up. Um, <clears throat> it's just like, I'm just ready to go in and then see what happens kind of, you know? Yeah, um, I, I get it. Which is, I think the best way to be, because if you get any more beyond that, it's going to be, um, you, you overhype yourselves for movies, you know? Yeah, it, 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 it tends to be the case. I, it was weird how I was overhyping it. Uh, because uh, oh, yeah. because I, it's not like I was a huge fan of the book, but you know, based on on the trailer and all the marketing material, I was like, wow, well, this could be actually a really fun movie, and it was, you know, it it certainly was. But but I was overhyping it uh, way too much. Uh, it, it it was so weird. Yeah, I agree. I did the same thing with it. <laughs> I walked out. I walked out, and I was like, I mean, it was good, but like, 
I don't know. <laughs> it was definitely more humorous and campy than I expected it to be, but in a good way. Oh, yeah. It had definitely, in some aspects, like an Evil Dead 2 vibe. Yeah. But that was yeah. great. Um, one of my picks... Um, because uh, there are the uh, usual suspects, you know, stuff like Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War, of course. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't want to get too much into that, you know. But I'm uh, but I'm uh, quite excited for those because because they look good and I and I like and I like the Marvel stuff. Um, one of the stuff I'm looking forward to the most, and it uh, it pains me to tears that I'm because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it won't get a wide cinema release in Germany. Is Isle of Dogs by Wes Anderson? Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's one of the weirdest trailers I've ever seen, and I like his style a lot. I, I like him as a filmmaker, and and that one is just—it looks like the most Wes Anderson Wes Anderson thing um, yeah. ever, and it's 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 such a weird thing. It's 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 such a weird movie, and I'm like, wow, this is I, I'm I'm completely sold on this. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I have that on my list as well. Um, just in terms of fact, you know, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to see it. I'm I'm not, I'm not like a big Wes Anderson guy. I haven't really, I've only seen a few of his things. I, I saw one of his early short films that he did, um, and uh, I've seen, I don't even know which of his, I've seen like one of his main films. Um, but I'm not a huge Wes Anderson guy, but... It, I just had to put it on my list because it's just such, like you said, it's just like the trailer is like, what did I just watch? And then when you look <laughs> at the cast and you're like, this this is a cast for an animated movie or like a claymation practically, like of dogs on an island. I, I just don't understand. Yeah, it's definitely a Wes Anderson cast. Yeah, how did you get Edward Norton... Bill Murray and Brian Cranston that voice dogs. <laughs> but, but I mean, c come on. Uh, Edward Norton voiced a bagel in Sausage Party. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he did. He, he's, he's voicing like a, a, stereotyp a stereotypical Jewish bagel. And he's great in that. It, it's a very funny... I mean, it's of, of course, it's a very lowbrow movie. But it's a great... It's, it's a funny movie and it's a great... Um, uh, uh, religious uh, satire, and he yeah he voices one of the characters in that, and he's completely unrecognizable. That's too funny. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. Well, I guess then this is this will be a step up for him, moving into a moving up from a bagel to getting to voice an actual animal, living being. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I, I can't wait for that. It's uh, it, it it looks like fun, but I'm sure it won't get a wide cinema release. I will look out for it, but. Um, I, I I doubt it. So what's what's one of your picks? Um, yeah, let's see what else I have on here. I have a. Uh, I don't have too many more. I mean, yeah, like you said, I was gonna highlight. Um, I'll probably see Infinity War. Um, because uh, I mean that trailer is very hype. The most recent trailer was crazy. Um, but uh, I need to learn not to let myself expect the trailer from the film yeah uh, um but uh I, I think right now i'll kind of see anything that has tom holland and spider-man in it <laughs> uh, just because i'm a, such a big spider-man fan so i'm i'll definitely i definitely think i'll see that um probably see deadpool 2 when it comes to oh yeah uh, i forgot that's coming super, out yeah superhero sequels um that um have you heard yeah, I think, I think have you... They did good on the first one i think 
it's definitely not worth getting um, super amped up about for uh, for the second one, just because you know. I mean, the first one, the first one, I really liked. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, but it's not like it's not like groundbreaking the best thing in the world. It's kind of like what <laughs> no. I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good in terms of the fact that the sequel will be good as well. Um, Have you heard about the rumors that they want to call it Untitled Deadpool sequel? Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they get uh, I hope they get through it. Maybe it was like also like a, a false uh, a news thing or, or anything like that. But but one of them actually suggested like, hey, if they should call it Untitled Deadpool sequel, and I was like, that would be brilliant. Dude, that would actually be hilarious. I would love that <laughs> a lot. So they just they just announced actually earlier today that they're debuting the Deadpool 2 trailer with uh, Black Panther. Oh, that's kind of fitting and also kind of weird in a way. But yeah, it's that, yeah, that, that it, will be it fun. It makes sense, but at least now we'll know. Now you know when you'll see it. Um, so when you see movies like Infinity War, Black Panther, Deadpool 2... Uh, do you see them in English or do you see them in German? Uh, most of the time, I, I see it in uh, I see them in German because um, they they only do uh, sometimes you know special uh, English language uh, screenings. Also, when uh, they do um, sneak peeks, um, you you see them often in English. Uh, so yeah. uh, so I'm I'm lucky there. But but for the most part. Um, uh, 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 Germany does a great job, you know, dubbing that stuff. But Deadpool will. Uh, Deadpool is one of those cases where I watched the first one uh, in German. I was like, "Hey, this is funny," and then I I, I uh, watched it in English on DVD, and I was like, "Oh man, this is of course so much better." And um, uh, but but it will be the same thing, you know. I, I will watch it in in, in German uh, in the cinema, and then I will uh, watch it again uh, on DVD in English, and that will be no big deal. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was about to say, I think Deadpool is probably a standout um, example just because it's so, yeah, I mean, just the way that it's written and the way that the comedy is, um, some of it, I'm sure, is lost in translation in the same regard. But that's actually kind of cool, though, like, uh, <clears throat> seeing it once and having it be good and then see it again and be like, oh, wow, that didn't land the first time, that's funny. Yeah, it's like it's like getting to experience new moments on your second viewing, you know. Yeah, that, that's why it's so important. Actually, watching all uh, all movies you like uh, more than one time. There, there, yeah. as a, a one uh, one filmmaker uh, said, um, when you watch a movie the second time, you actually watch it the first time. You have to know how it ends to know how good it's structured. Mm. And uh, that, there's there's a lot of truth to that because um, uh, 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 just a, a little tangent. Uh, my uh, me and my father watched um, J Jason Reitman's Up in the Air in the cinema. Uh -huh. And w uh, did you watch that movie? Um, is that the one with uh, with George Clooney? Yeah, George Clooney on a plane all the time. I Uh, and I haven't seen it, dude. It's on my list, though. Is it worth checking out? It is. It totally is. But but here's the thing: we watched it and we enjoyed it a lot. But then there's one point where, uh, and and this, this is no spoiler, but there's one point where the character of George Clooney has to do something that's pretty out of character. And and we uh -huh. were like, we were like, what is that all about? You know, all of a sudden, this movie is about this stuff and and we didn't see this coming and so we were and it's like a, a section of a movie that's like 10 minutes long or something and we were 
we were kind of baffled by it and we were unsure about it. And then we watched it a second time at home and all of a sudden it clicked and we were like, no, this is the point. This is genius. We actually got the point of that scene uh, when we watched it a second time. And so you're like, man, this is so important to watch it more than once. So that's, uh, that was one of those great examples. So the, the second time it was all the better. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, I'm actually going to, I'm probably going to download that right after we get off this and check that out because that had been on my list for a while and then it just kind of got pushed to the bottom as I added new stuff. But uh, I want to check it out. It's a great movie. It's actually the movie that put, um, uh, who, 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 uh, who uh, Vera Farmiga on my uh, uh, on, on my like uh, uh, you know I, I wasn't familiar with her at all before that movie and then I watched her in this and I'm like who is this she's amazing and, yeah. uh, and, and then I watched like you know a ton of movies uh, with her you know when she was uh, in, in the Conjuring uh, movies and, and all that stuff and I'm like wow it's, it's, it's great and I, I didn't know about her at all before Up in the Air and it's that is so, so oh, yeah that, that yeah, was I remember great. her from The Conjuring. Looking at her now, yeah, it's uh, yeah. she's uh, she's also going to be in the new Godzilla, uh, which I'm excited about. Um, mm. So yeah, it's it's definitely one uh, you you should check out as soon as possible. It's a it's a very good movie. It's not it's not only funny. It's also it's also very honest and very very sincere. You know, it's definitely something. Uh, it it will tuck on your heart sting strings quite a bit. I'm sure. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. All right. I think I'll go into pretty much my last one that I have on the list here is uh, actually one that I found out about right before we started this because I was just kind of trying to look up like movies coming out 2018, trying to round off my list. And I had no idea that there is a new Spider-Man movie coming that's not Marvel. Sony obviously still has the rights, so they're doing an animated one called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I have seen the trailer. Yeah, I, I hadn't even... I knew nothing about it until right now. Um, and that was interesting and surprising and um, definitely has me curious. I, I, did, I did hear about... I remember hearing about the idea of doing this film but i didn't know that they had actually committed to it um yeah i mean having an animated one that focuses on miles morales is interesting um i remember they wanted to originally get uh donald glover to voice him but i guess that didn't work out hmm. but um yeah the art style is very intriguing to me yeah it, it looks very different and i'm uh, i'm intrigued about that yeah if i mean if uh if Sony at all has the potential to uh, redeem themselves from the Emoji movie, it's probably the one thing that they could do to make it better. Yeah, that's the one, the one thing. Does Sony, doesn't Sony also do like the Hotel Transylvania movies? Yeah, yeah they do, right? Because they, they are... I think so, yeah. Because they, they are solid movies, so in my opinion at least. So maybe with a third one, they also have, have a chance to redeem themselves a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just. I'm still so confused that that this is even coming, especially after watching the trailer. This was almost as confusing to me to watch as the. Um, did you see the uh, the like the Batman Ninja anime movie that's coming out? I haven't heard of that one at all. You should look up that trailer because it's the exact same 
feeling where I'm just completely confused. <laughs> Warner Brothers Japan um, is, uh, or like Warner Brothers is teaming up with um, like a Jap- like the Japanese um, production company and making a movie called Batman Ninja, and huh. it's like it's it's basically if Batman was an anime, and it's. I was like, what did, I thought it was like a fan trailer before I saw it. Um, and then I learned that it's actually a real thing. <laughs> and I was very confused about the whole thing, which is honestly how I got the same feeling from watching the Spider-Man trailer. So All right. yeah, check out that trailer after. If you just search Batman Ninja, it's like a two-minute trailer. After this, you should check that out because it's very interesting. Oh, I will. I'm curious about that. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's that's actually a, a pretty good list. Um, some of mine, you know, because I'm uh, one of those movies a lot of people are excited about uh, is, is this little thing called Ready Player One. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I've heard a couple whispers of that one. I, <laughs> uh, my thing is, I'm currently reading the book for the first time, and uh-huh. it it takes me. It, it's not a long book, but it takes me so long to get through it because I'm reading a couple of pages and then I get mad and throw it away <laughs> because I, I'm in a minority on this you know I, a lot of people like this book and I can totally see why and I wished I liked it too but to me it's one of the most pandering annoying books I've I've read in a long time because it's so obvious this is this is like you know uh, this is this is like a pop culture for noobs You know, in, in a yeah, way that, like, yeah. you know, this is just the most, the easiest shit to write. And it's, yeah. it's so incredibly, you know, it, he, um, the main character and the author, I mean, I'm sure the author's a nice guy, but it comes off so douchebaggery. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's incredibly difficult. I mean, I mean, the main character, you can just totally forget because the main character is just a douchebag and, and the, <laughs> And this, the stuff that happens, you know, I mean, I like the concept. The concept is interesting, but it's like, it's... Uh, and the problem is, the book makes me feel like a bad person because I'm quite the um, a pop culture guy, you know. Of course, I mean, being a filmmaker and reading a lot of books, watching a lot of movies, I'm, I'm big into that stuff and I drop references a lot, even if my friends don't understand them. And now reading that book, I'm like, do I come across like... Uh, just like the asshole this main character is, but I'm really afraid about that. I'm like, wow, I, am I a bad person for doing this stuff also? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I, I haven't read the book. I had actually, I had thought about trying to um, push through it before the movie came out, but I mean, honestly, like, yeah, the trailer interpretation, the interpretation I get of the trailer is pretty much exactly like what you said. It just like this feeling of like, It, like, let's make a movie as close as possible to practically being a sequel or relying on a prior IP without actually doing it so that nobody can complain that this is just a sequel, you know? It's like yeah. they pick the most, like, accessible things. And you know, too, that only the most accessible references from the book are going to make it in the movie. Yeah, but also just uh, the references that are available for Warner Brothers. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I know. I I've actually heard that there, there were people talking about that. Like, oh, I don't know if they'll be able to get the rights for this or that. Um, 
for the movie in terms of things that were in the book, but um, I guess they've actually done a surprisingly good job, supposedly, with, like, keeping a lot of, like, the key ones from the book, um, which, I mean, that's good, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not something that's top on my list of, uh, of things to see. I might see it in theaters, I might not. I mean, if it goes in theaters and it gets great reviews and people are saying see it it's worth it then i'll check it out but yeah i mean um, i will kind of, i will have kind of imagine it'll fit kind of in that niche of like of a popcorn flick you know yeah i mean i will have to watch it because i'm i'm a critic and also i i am i am fighting through the book and also because it's spielberg because that gives me hope you know that that, that a filmmaker yeah. like him tackles uh, tackles that and not just like a goon for hire guy um, because yeah. it could have been very easy, you know, to to just hire some some no name director uh, to do this. But the fact that Spielberg is doing it, and also that Anne Silvestri is doing the score, and will probably drop a lot of references to some of his own, you know, eighty classical eighties uh, uh, scores and all that stuff. I'm like, you know, this is actually uh, pretty cool. You actually hear the some of the Back to the Future music in the trailer, so that's encouraging. Yeah, yeah. And um, but uh, and I, I think, I hope, even though the, the author is a co-writer on the movie, I hope we will improve on some of the dialogue and, and all that stuff. And, and you know, it's it's just, um, it, it's one of those movies I, where I'm like, I, I'm cautiously optimistic, and but, I, but I, I, I don't expect it to be, like, amazing. And it also, it, it feels like a very calculated move because it's been quite a while that Steven Spielberg has done a movie like this for this type of demographic because I mean I think that the last movie he did for a younger audience was um, was uh, The Adventures of Tintin but that wasn't like for young adults that was like you know that's like an adventure film for kids pretty much and I, I enjoyed that a lot because I grew up with the comics but um, the uh, the rest he he did you know he he, he does a lot of these uh, drama things and you know just uh, the, the post is just out now and that's something also so weird I like sometimes he does like two films per year and I'm like how does he do that how is yeah. he able to do this you have to be either incredibly good you know incredibly talented which he is or you have to be like just just kind of you know sloppy in a way you know like oh let's do this and this because at the same year that Tintin came out also War Horse came out and they were both good so I'm like I guess he is that good then you know it's it's just amazing that he he's doing so many films at a time it, it seems like you know is, is he like oh maybe I'm running out of time maybe I don't have enough time to make all of these movies so he I, he's just kind of rushing it who knows but I'm amazed by that yeah, it actually is really impressive because, I mean, uh, yeah, directing a film is a lot of work and I feel like it's pretty much constant constant stress to a certain extent the whole time. I mean, even when you've been doing it as long as him, he's probably grown past a lot of it, but, I mean, it's definitely still work. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it's definitely not like... I, I, I always think... It's definitely not like a money thing to a guy like Spielberg because at this point he's got enough money. I, I think it's probably like you said, it's just, you know, he's not going to be here forever. He's not going to be working forever. Um, might as well put his hands into as much stuff as he can. Yeah. Um, he's just doing it because he likes it. You know, when you've done so many, so many different movies like this, this is not something you are doing like, you know, because, because it's your job. That's something 
he he loves this you know he he loves he loves his work and he and of course there's there's sometimes you know kind of like money and demographics and all of that stuff involved but but he he's a guy you you can feel most of the time um the passion it's just sometimes it's the projects are weird he's doing like something like yeah. um like the post you know it's it's like wh why doing this because i watched the trailer um yesterday uh, when i went to watch downsizing and i'm like it's it's kind of weird seeing a movie like this from spielberg where it's like um back in the day you know uh, people like oliver stone made movies like this Wait, did he do downsizing? Did he do no, 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 no. But but uh, we had a trailer for um, for the post just before down. That was the first time I watched the trailer, because in, uh, 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 in front of downsizing, we played a lot of uh, the Oscar and also indie films. We had like a trailers for you know the Florida Project and stuff like that. So that was the first time for me seeing a lot of those trailers because um, it was also a special kind of cinema because most of the time I go to cinemas where they. Uh, play a lot of mainstream movies and so that was new to me yeah uh, <coughs> have you seen the post um no i haven't because it's not here yet and in germany we uh, especially these oscar movies we don't get until later in the next year because um, a lot of this oscar stuff comes comes out like um in february march april so we we are uh, we are the poor guys when it comes to that um but um um and also the shape of water yeah, shape of water is like february which is a shame but yeah wow. I, I hope i will get to see it as soon as possible uh, because yeah. also you know they have to dub it and it's a very difficult here in germany to market a lot of these movies because of course yeah. like sometimes we even get like some of the big blockbusters before america stuff like you know um uh, the Huntsman, uh, Winter's War, and uh, sometimes even some of the comic book stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. The, this this big Oscar um, stuff and uh, indie stuff, uh, we have to wait for that quite a while. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, you guys get some things like like uh, Star Wars. You get like a day early. Yeah. Um, some of the uh, some of the Marvel ones for sure. But, yeah, yeah. I, I was in Germany when it came out. And, yeah, we had to wait like a month before we could see that. Oh yeah, in, in Germany it was it was uh, uh, it, it didn't take them so long and and it was you know the, I I went to see it twice in our little theater here in town and both times it was freaking packed. I was like, yeah, uh, it, it was quite amazing seeing a movie like this with, with a very big crowd. But um, horror uh, sells quite well here in Germany. You know, when I went to see Conjuring two, it was quite the full house. So that's yeah. that's no surprise, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's 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 pretty weird. And the last thing, uh, the last one I want to talk about, I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm afraid you you've never heard of, because it's a German property and it's a German movie. It's it's something uh -huh. that I I think the book is av av available like in America, and it's um, uh, the movie's called Jim Button and Luke the Engine Driver. <laughs> Yeah, can't say I've heard of it. Can't say I've heard of it. Um, it's a it's a children's book. It's from the same author that wrote um, Never Ending Story, and okay. um, it's a it's 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 a it's a great beloved children's classic here in Germany, and it got uh, adapted in in several other countries, and it's 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 a very weird and charming story. It's brilliantly funny, and it's it's very it's very quirky, and the the film itself. Because uh, there have been a lot of adaptations for TV and theater here in Germany, 
Um, but there's never been a big movie and I was always like, this is great movie material and now they're making it. Actually with a big budget, like uh, Warner Brothers is attached to it and you have a lot of um, big German actors and a lot of special effects work. I mean, it's uh, which is pretty unusual for um, a German movie. And I'm I'm looking forward to that because the book was a big part of my childhood and now it just... Uh, that's the big nostalgic thing for me and I'm very glad that it comes out in March. I, I can't wait. I, I, will, I, I think I will send you the trailer when this is done so you have an idea of uh, what this movie is. It's... Um, it it sounds weird, believe me, but I, I know. But it's 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 a very it's a very entertaining book, and I hope the movie is just as good. Yeah, no, definitely send it my way because I'm I'm look I'm trying to look it up, and I see some stuff about it, but yeah, it's definitely not uh not as accessible over here. I think yeah, because <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not finding too much information about it at all. Yeah, it's 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 not that well known. Even though they have a British actor actress voicing the evil dragon, um, so so they they have uh, at least some 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 stuff there. But it's um, yeah, I'm I'm so excited about that one. I I can't wait to see it. And I'm I'm almost expecting it to being slightly disappointing because I'm just hyping it up way too much. But I'm I, I can't help it. Yeah, no, I finally found it right now on. Uh... I finally found like their Facebook page that has uh, a trailer, and someone said, "Someone said what you said that it comes out uh, Easter 2018, but German only, and then international a year later." Oh yeah, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I it's... kind of imagine that they would go through the effort of. I mean, I imagine they'll probably see how it fares in Germany, and then figure out dubbing and stuff like that after that but uh that would be possible maybe that's what they had in mind the book is a lot of fun it's 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 just a very very charming and easily accessible children's book yeah this looks very uh it's very interesting looking <laughs> at facebook page like all the behind the scenes pictures and stuff yeah it's <laughs> it, it seems like they took great care of how they handled that with the special effects and and all of that stuff. It's, it's something that Germany doesn't do often, but with a book like this, you know, uh, many people forget that uh, The Neverending Story, that's also a German production, and they, they did a lot of great effects in that one. It's amazing that they go back to, to this kind of stuff now. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, um, I guess that concludes both of our topics, I'm, uh, I, I'm afraid. <laughs> Yeah, no, we got through it. I think uh, we got a good list going. Of, uh, I think I developed a good list of things to check out. Hopefully the listeners have some things that they're now looking forward to 2018. Maybe they didn't know about or maybe they're more hyped for it and maybe they have some things to check out from 2017. Oh, yeah, I, I, I hope so too and I'm sure because, yeah, what you told me about that Batman Ninja thing, uh, I, can't <sighs> wait. I can't wait to check the trailer out. It, it sounds... It, it sounds really intriguing to me. Well, let me just say, um, before we say goodbye, that, that it, it was great fun having you here. It, it was just as, uh, just, just as fun as I uh, thought it would be, uh, having you as, as a guest on here. And I, I thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad it worked out well. I think it was fun. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we did good. But yeah, I had a lot of fun talking about movies. Great. So um, where can people find you on the interweb? Yeah, if people want to look me up on the World Wide Web, um, I have a 
my website is double uh, a video.com which just goes to my YouTube and that's spelled out so d o u b l e a video um, the word double a video and that goes to my website if you want to check out my videos um, or you can uh, follow me on Instagram which is the same handle double a video but uh, that's pretty much all I got right now in terms of uh, checking me out but um, yeah That's great. Thank you so much. Um, you can find all of my stuff, dear listeners, of course, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, um, uh, on, on YouTube, uh, The Depart, or if you just type in Lasse Vogt. And I write um, semi-professional soundtrack reviews for scoregeek.wordpress.com. Please check that out. Even though it's in German, you can run a translation program over it. It's not too difficult. And uh, soon enough, I will... Um, Uh, post my, my top 20 um, film scores of 2017 there, complete with uh, links to uh, YouTube videos um, I'm looking forward uh, to doing that I still have to listen to some of the stuff um, but yeah and um, and also, you know, just my, my regular YouTube stuff um, it's, it's easy to find and um, yeah, my, my podcast you can find it on Facebook and on YouTube and I hope it will be on iTunes uh, at some point, I'm still working on that Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much um, for being a part of this. Yep, no worries. Thank you. <laughs> and um, so I guess um, we can say a goodbye and good night, dear people. Goodbye and good night.